Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lot statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations... Oh, I almost died there. Open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, we love seeing you every Thursday night. Uh, live, so you can catch us on Facebook or on YouTube, or you can catch the uh, replays later and, and see what goes on in the chat. Love chatting with you live, um, or on your favorite podcast app after that. You know me. My name is, wait for it, <clears throat> John Ruark. I'm past master of the Patriot Lodge number 1957, and I haven't died yet from this cough, so I'll, I'll fix that while we introduce Jason Richards. Hello and good evening. Hello and good evening. I can't believe you muted me through all of that because I was throwing hella shade. Yes, as as well you should. Yes. I'm Jason Richards, past master of Vacation Lodge number 16 in Clifton, Virginia, member of the Colonial Lodge number 1821 and Lafayette number 79. Woo! <clears throat> There's the woo for tonight. And for now, some of the other hosts uh, are slowly trying to get their internet connection working. Some of them were going to be mobile, but... You know what? Let's get right to the good stuff. Let's get right to the uh, to complete our trifecta of the TMR Alumni Month. That is the one, the only Mike Hambrecht. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Absolutely great. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Mm -hmm. Good to be back on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, are you Mike the intern? You'll forever be. Mike the intern, right? Yes. And so that's uh, <laughs> that's that is your emeritus title, uh, but it's it's super super awesome to have you back on here. Um, just wanted to see how you know what you've been up to since since you've been on the show, and uh, I think you, you've already previewed some of the really cool things you wanted to show with us tonight on the show. So we'll, yes. we'll also tie that into the Masonic context as well. But it's uh, super awesome to have you back on, and uh, looking forward to hearing what's what you've been up to so before we get to that especially want to give a shout out to all the patrons who've been supporting the show you guys are awesome and if you want to head over and uh, make sure this education show goes on for many years to come head over to patreon.com slash the masonic roundtable and that will uh, keep us upgrading new gear and maybe getting joe and rj some better bandwidth for their phones on the road we'll see maybe maybe not <laughs> it's like rolling the dice I see Joe yeah. trying to connect again. We'll we'll see if it goes through. Joe, can we hear you? <laughs> Audio test, Joe. Joe, one, two, three. Do we hear you, Joe? Not yet. Okay. Mm. It's better that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get right it right into it. Uh, Hammy, it's it's super great to see you. What uh what have you been up to? It, uh, since well, since we talked last, know, yeah, I will. I will start with the the. Hey, there's Joe. Yeah, of course. Joe's Joe's mic works just in time to interrupt everyone. <laughs> there we go. Hey, there he is. How's it going, Joe? I was I was waiting to interrupt. Intern. You've never waited to interrupt <laughs> anyone. What's up, Mikey? That's true. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I put my my AirPod in. Good man. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you've been <laughs> oh. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks, Joe. You keep working on that connection, and we'll get to the good stuff. Hey, hey what, you, what have you been up to? to? The good stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I'll uh, I'll start with the big mammoth in the room. Um, <laughs> that I was elected to Worshipful Master last fall, got installed, and uh, just about two months later, took a step back uh, due to, um, well, personal uh, issues. So, um, nothing to do with masonry at all. Just, I really needed to step away from all of masonry in order to try and get myself back together. So, um, you know, just, just figured I'd start with that one just so everybody kind of knows and throw it out there that, you know, I still apologize to my lodge for what I did, but you know, I had to do what I had to do. So personal health, family health comes first. Yep. Always. 100% yes. of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, but then from there, you know, yes, I uh, stepped away from, you know, all the responsible side of masonry, but I still chose to do some things for fun. Like I uh, went and saw the first degree of the operatives that I've been invited to join. Ooh, that's right. So, yeah, mm. I was supposed to also get the second degree, but uh, that was the weekend right after I got back from my trip to Greece. And that was, you know, just too, too close to, you know, I mean, I was jet lagged and it was like, oh yeah, I got to drive uh, four hours over to the middle of Pennsylvania, do see a degree and rush four hours back home to go to uh, my wife's cousin's wedding. So no, that was just not going to work out well. <laughs> No. You know, that's where the first French fries were made. Where were they made, oh, Jason? Okay. Fries, while you're there, in Greece. But do you know? I uh, yes, because yeah, they have them with almost everything. Uh, yeah. It was a joke. That of course, was a, the worst dad course, joke I've ever. Of course, yeah. Of course, I've also I also had a lot of ouzo too. So. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Now that's kind of a you know staple of their you know with their dinners. So. so what so what brought you over to Greece? What was the Greece vacation all about? So um, that was uh, we have Belgian taverns, um, Belgian shepherds, and their national dog show was in Greece this year. And my wife wanted to go. Now we didn't take our dogs, but she wanted to go see some other people she knew competing. And, you know, there's always, you know, at those kind of shows, there's always some good shopping and that kind of thing. So she wanted to go to that. Um, so we took a friend of ours who also has Belgian taverns and all three of us went over to Greece. And what was really nice is we actually have friends who live here who's uh, the husband is actually originally from Greece. And he lives in lived in um, or had a, I'm sorry, I should say this. He had a summer home in uh, Rockus Stiletus. And it's not the, you know, like if you look up Rockus, you'll find this village on an island. It's not that one. This, but it's on the Aegean. And it, but if you look up Rockus Stiletus, you'll find this one. And actually right where we stayed, we stayed right on the water, right on the Aegean there. Out my back window at about two o'clock-ish, is the pass of thermopylae for all of you uh 300 buffs that's the pass of thermopylae so and it was you know yeah interesting so um but yeah that was a i mean that was a great trip i mean getting to visit the uh, uh oracle delphi my wife actually walked all the way to the top i ended up stopping i was like yep that's it yeah okay so yeah, for yeah. the YouTubers, yeah, we've got the uh, the Google Maps yeah. up here. Try to find that out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, where I was actually at is right about where it says uh, Stalika over there, right about that, you know, in that region over there. Nice. So, yep. <clears throat> and actually, over where Thermopylae is, there's actually a. Uh, statue of um leonidas uh but because as you see that freeway there that didn't used to be there obviously i don't mean back when the Leonidas, yes. but i mean they're only up recent, to exit 47 uh, by then does yeah, the statue well, look the like gerard was, butler yeah probably you know i didn't get to go see it because it's <clears throat> not easy to get to i mean you, you can't you can't go down that freeway and just get there you know, it's you've actually got to go a lot of back roads to actually get to it now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's I mean, it's kind of, of like those... the myth of Thermopylae. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I expected yeah. anything different. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, it was just cool to know that, you know. Um, and obviously, you know, if you took a look at a map and everything of it all and were like, well, how the heck did they? Yeah, that's not exactly where it was. I mean, it's there, but it's the water was uh, the water level was much different back then, where it blocked off a lot more land mass and so forth in that region to make them have to go through a certain pass, the, the Persians, to be able to, you know, when they came in land there. 
So makes sense. Yeah. So did you do um, anything? I mean, so you hit some of the historical sites. You. Oh yeah. In Athens, we obviously went to. Um, oh yeah, I, I just my brain just went dead on it. Uh, you know, well, the big Mount Olympus place up there. You know. <laughs> Uh, with Athena's, uh, 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 you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you worshipped Athena up there. But anyway, we also went to the uh, um, both the Roman and ancient Greek agoras in uh, Athens. Um, and they've actually uh, re uh, they rebuilt. Well, it's actually more modernized, but they actually built. Uh, up one of the old ancient Agora buildings into a new building, and it's actually a museum in there. Um, That's nice. Yeah. It, it's a, you know, it's actually a great place to be, you know. All right, so what was your, um, what was your favorite will, part of the trip then? What was, like, the, the biggest, oh, like, oh, wow moment for the whole, for the whole thing? I'm gonna. I'm gonna check something here because I have a feeling my wife was telling me. Oh, the Parthenon. That's it. That's Parthenon. what's at the top. Thank you, yes. dear. <laughs> the Parthenon. Uh, I really. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will tell you. I actually like the Parthenon and the Oracle. Those are nice. But we also went to the uh, monastery monasteries of Meteora, which I will uh, share. An image of that here in a second. Sure. I pull, find one here. But uh, for those of you that are James Bond fans, there was um, in the movie For Your Eyes Only, there was a monastery uh, that they had supposedly, you know, that the bad guys had supposedly used for smuggling. And it's actually one of these monasteries of Meteora. They are, Meteora, which I want to share this here a second. I, I will explain it, but it's, uh, they're giant pillars of rock okay. with the monasteries on top. Hmm. So there we go. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, there's that one. Let me see if I can pull up another one here real quick. A better view. Here, yeah, Google found me this one. This, this is a, how does this look? Switching back here so I can see the screen there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the lower ones. Because um, there's the great uh, the great meteora, or grand, and then. Um, let's see here. There's that one. And I'm going to just switch to sharing screen instead of sharing an individual um, <laughs> image. Don't tell me you uh, hiked up those steps and went to the top, did you? Oh, God, yes, we did. Oh, My really? wife, you know, <laughs> oh God, yes. <clears throat> yep. I got made to do that. I, you know, I will put it that way. <laughs> it's kind of one of those so, when in Rome. See, there's uh, the Grand Meteora. It's Greece. Is yeah, is up there mm -hmm. at the top, uh, and it's actually I think this one is actually the Grand Meteora. No, it's the one on top. Um, and then let's see, find this one here. Is that the one? Yeah, this one here. This is the one that was in the James Bond film. And this nice. one is actually, it's a little lower than the Grand Meteora. Now, the thing is, the Grand Meteora has three, I think it was 360 steps to get there. Okay. And so I was like, so, you know, I was like, okay, we'll do that one first, you know. And well, here's the thing the Grand Meteora is the one that everybody wants to visit because it's the grand one, it's big, it's, you know, so they've actually got it where mo it's like you walk five steps and then you're on a flat and then it's five steps up and a flat. Okay. As it, you know, does switchbacks to get up all the way up there. So you've got plenty of time to climb and rest, climb and rest. 
This mm -hmm. one is uh, it's only 145 steps. Only. But it's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, in comparison to 360, mind <laughs> you, that's about it, too, because they're, you know, you climb up 20 steps and you have a little landing. And you and switch back a little bit, 20 steps and a landing, you know. So you're, you know, <laughs> you're you're killing yourself walking straight yes, up. Sounds like there. it. Yeah, that one, you know, that one did. I uh, they're somewhere in all of this. Uh, actually, probably on my wife's phone, not on my stuff. Is the picture of uh, me sitting there at the top uh, dying. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you made it back. Let's go. What, yeah, was the yeah. was the trip to the top worth it? That's the big question. Oh yeah. Oh, I, got that. I mean, they are. I mean. <laughs> I'll show you one picture that I've got from there because, mm -hmm. you know, my wife took more because we're not allowed to take pictures inside. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but, you know, this is a lot like what it's like inside there. Oh, wow. You know, and, the, and that mm -hmm. and it's, you know, and, and that's a lot of that is not uh, retouched and um, <clears throat> fixed up. Right. That's it's remained that way. Mm -hmm. So is that Jesus. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and you got to remember. I mean, I'm sure you know. Well, actually, I'll just say it for our listeners that may not know, this is uh, the Byzantine Catholics. Oh, okay. You know, or Eastern North. You know, the Eastern Orthodox. So you know, mm -hmm. not the not Roman Catholic uh, monasteries. Uh, and these actually these uh, meteora, the uh, use of them. Uh, goes back to about 600 AD. Not f the top, mind you. The buildings, the, the tops were built closer to the 1200s, but uh, hermit monks were living in crevices and, you know, caves in these much, you know, from around 600 AD on. Hmm. And it was a good place to hide, you know, because the Turks were invading, you know, so there was a lot of, you know, well, hunting of christians yeah. at the yeah. time try uh so. try turning your screen sharing off again yep. there we go there we okay, go yep. you're back now that's it yeah yeah because there's two buttons it turns out i gotta push and remember <laughs> gotcha so that was awesome but, well yeah. i'm glad you shared that yeah. um i'm sure that was uh beautiful sights kind of once in a lifetime thing i'm really i'm super jealous i'm super jealous of yeah. your trip I'm super <laughs> jealous of, of joe's trip he's going to talk to us about that uh in the next week or so um okay but then, then you also have been playing with a new toy recently. That's well, right, right. Yes, I got. Yep, I got a new telescope last year. Is when I think is when I got it. The last year or the year before, but it doesn't really matter. After I've been COVID, playing with it more recently. Yeah. Time, time just uh, skips over. That's it. So what did you so, get? So um, I got what is known as a. Um, it's a Unistellar EV uh, scope Equinox now. I'll uh, pull that up here just because you know what? I got to show it um, and then look them up. And then I've got pictures of my own, but this Unistellar actually has several of these things and they're awesome. Um, so share the entire screen again here, go right to this. So, they have, let's see here. So this is their, EV, what is known as their EV scope. And it will be, it's, this one would be the EV scope too, because that's a newer one. Okay. It's got a better camera. They're not bigger around or anything. They're all about the same uh, size of this, you know, scope. Neither and, anything. It, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just this one has, uh, it's got a little more memory, Got has a little more, um, uh, megapixels for the camera, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Now, the one thing that's different about these than mine on the because mine isn't because known as the Equinox. These are EV scopes. Okay. The EV scope has this right here, this eyepiece. This mm -hmm. is not a real eyepiece like you'd see on a regular telescope. Okay. It's when you look into it, it's actually a little LED screen. Like a screen. TV. Oh, okay. Huh. Mm -hmm. So it you know it shows you the images of what you're seeing. Um, that are being ta captured live. So yeah, so here's, this is the one I have. This is the one that, um, the newer model. Um, 
So now yeah, these are you know. You've been you've been sharing oh, some awesome ahead. pictures uh, because I think that's what's yes. really cool about this. Uh, they're not cheap, as you can see on the screen, but oh my gosh, yeah. like for just you know us uh, amateur astronomers, like that is a nice <laughs> a nice toy to be playing yeah. with because of well, the the, the and, ability to capture these things digitally, like clean right off right off of the telescope. Right. Well, and what's great about it, you know, the biggest thing, I mean, yeah, that's that's actually great because you can capture pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. But the part I find the greatest is that you you set it up and um, you, you t- point it at any <clears throat> position in the sky. It just has to have stars and it has to be dark because it won't. I'll, I'll cover this a little bit later about okay. the solar because, you know, we, we're, we you and I have talked a little about oh, yeah. the idea, but it will not track during daylight okay because so it's its job is to it, its job is to work at night now it's got special filters so like you know if you're in the city you will be able to get some of these really great stuff even though really? you've got bright lights all around you well i'll be darned um so uh <clears throat> But it does star tracking, right? So you just point it in the yes, sky, and it knows. Going. Okay, it knows where it is, relative. Mm-hmm. And so then, when you put it in a new location, it knows where it is relative well, to that, right? Yeah. And, and I'll nice. and I'll explain this too. It has like to be driven. Like the paparazzi. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this has to be driven either. By that's all I can add yeah. to the conversation here. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I'm sure you could go twinkle, twinkle, little star. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in any case, how um, oh, I wonder what Hammy are. Hammy are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say there? Um, it, you can't use like regular telescopes uh, that have a good mount that actually has computer drive and all that stuff. Right. You can hook with a computer. This one you can't. It now granted, it's got an on. I'm going to tell you, it's got an onboard computer. Okay. Its onboard computer is a Raspberry Pi. You don't have access. You don't have access to that unless you want to crack it. it yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. other people. But point is, you. Don't really have any access to that. However, the way that they have this is there are apps for Android and iOS devices. So it could be a phone or a tablet, you know. Now, um, I typically drive it with my phone and share the images because I can actually because I can actually connect up to ten items to this, you know, ten tab, you know, whatever. Wow. Um, to do it. Um, but it ha- again, it's only driven by a phone, you know, or well, an iOS or Android um, device, which is a complaint, by the way, of a lot of Unistellar users out there who some of them are, um, you know, in, more interested in trying to do stuff with a computer. Right. Yeah. Eventually, eventually they may do that, um, but not yet. Now, the other side to it is you have to ad hoc connect to it for Wi-Fi. So in other words, when you turn it on, it broadcasts a Wi-Fi name, you connect to it just like you would your home Wi-Fi, gotcha. mm-hmm. you know, but you're connected directly to it. I will throw in a small caveat because that's how I'm doing it tonight, by the way. <gasps> my telescope is sitting in my backyard. I will see if I actually have access to the photo that I took of that to share. Uh, one second. Here. Yeah, and, and while, while he's loading that up, no. I mean, if you have followed his, you know, Mike the Intern page or, or your friends with Mike on Facebook, you've seen some of the pictures that he's been taking, and it it's amazing what what you can get right in your backyard. Um, these things that mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's no James Webb telescope, but it's 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 the next best thing. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that. Um, I, I couldn't find the photo, but it's actually set up in my backyard right now. Uh, it's probably a hundred feet from my house. Now, I'm not connected directly to it because what I did is I went out and I bought a Wi-Fi extender, mm-hmm. which the extender connects to it, and I connect to the extender from my phone. And so theoretically. Yeah. You could connect to it right now. Plot thickens. Yes. And so, and I will 
uh, make sure I got my Zoom up here. What? Because I have a Zoom meeting set up here. And we will share the Zoom meeting here. And it's teleconferenceception. Yeah. So I'm assuming you guys can see that nicely there. Okay. So wait a minute. What? So let me make make sure that I got this right. Mm -hmm. We yeah. are watching live. Yes. A, a stream from your telescope in a hundred feet from your house. Mm -hmm. Of what's that? The Alcade it's, uh, Star. Alcade Star. That's the one, and it's actually in the lower uh, left there. Wow. Because uh, it's it's moved a little bit since we, you know, since I sure. locked in on it, and you know, and even though it tracks, um, if you're not using enhanced view, it won't lock oh, in and gotcha. stay on it. Which is, which I'll explain that in a moment here, because what we're going <clears> to <throat> do is I'll pull up the catalog. Well, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to switch over for a second yep. because um, sure, yep. I, lo I love this. I mean, these these stars are beautiful. This, these things that, that Cami finds are awesome. Yeah, but yeah, if you I'll stop sharing for a second, yeah. While, while you, you play around with that and go to your next one, um, mm -hmm. it's always good to see these great images. And I also want to know, where are they in the sky? Like if I wanted to kind of get a ballpark of where these things are, there's a really cool program called Stellarium. It's free. They have... Uh, a desktop app and they have a web app now and you can just go right in put in your location and you can actually search for that that star so i looked up the alcade star and that is right there at the handle of the big dipper so that's exactly what we were just seeing live from from hammy's telescope yeah. and, and i will tell you i actually have a telescope that can that i can use stellarium with and and because Stellarium can drive a telescope that you know, like we were talking about. So what I've done is I've uh, taken it. It's still slewing, as it's called, to um, M fifty one. Okay, looking up M fifty one. Here we so, go. Where's M fifty one? We're gonna while he's doing that, I'm gonna go look that up in Stellarium. Let's see where that is. That is galaxy in a pair of galaxies. Just below Alcade. Yes, it's actually in uh, the handle of the Big Dipper. There you go. Yep. All right. Yeah. Just Pretty below sure. it. Just right below it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and share here because it's actually gotten there. And as you can see, it, it's not what you would expect yet. You know, it's two little stars there. Still more than I can so, see. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So, with a standard telescope, I mean, I'm talking standard, like a four-inch or even a five-inch diameter reflecting telescope. You can actually see this, which we're going to see next in a moment here, no with the naked eye. This is that. What this is? I'm going to explain what this is doing because when I hit enhanced view, what it's actually doing is taking photographs and actively stacking them, which is what uh, actual, if I were using my other telescope and I had my regular camera on it, I would have it sitting there on, on continuous, uh, it would do the, the uh, slow down. It would not, it would stay open longer. Gotcha. You know, the, the lens would stay, you know, the mm -hmm. camera would stay open longer, but every Every so often, though, it would I would let it actually snap, and there's basically snap and stop taking and start again, and then using something like GIMP or Photoshop or there's tons of other uh, photo software out there. I would stack those photos layered on layer, and there would also be also things known as um, uh, dark dark slides mm -hmm. or white slides to adjust things. And then I might even be using filters to add different colors. But what this actually does is an enhanced view. It is actually taking uh, shot after shot after shot with um, different gains already set. It has an okay. automatic gain um, to it. And right now, let's see, it's kind of doing it. So what we're going to do here, yep, there you go. Oh. So you can sort of start to see that there. Nice. And the longer you leave it, the more light it'll bring in, the better the picture looks. But we can actually start to fix that a little bit yeah. already. 
by going here and turning off the auto mode. So this is what we're looking and, for here. This is a pre-captured picture here, but I'll I'll switch back because I want I want to see your yeah. auto mode because this is fantastic to see. It's it's adjusting this stuff on the fly. It's improving the resolution and, of this stuff on the fly. Yeah, and what I did here is I I, I increased the brightness of the object itself. Oh, look at and that. And then I took the background and um, decreased its brightness. And now I'll go back in. And as you can see, it's much, you know, it's a little bit clearer of what the, ga you know, the two galaxies there. So this is like live, the live mm -hmm. view of M51 right now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Apologies I can do that to anyone with... who is listening to this episode. <laughs> oh yes, I'm so sorry, folks. Not... But you know, because <laughs> yeah, not listening really is not going to be as exciting. No. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. This, but um, yeah, yeah, just to see this in real time, I, I really, uh, in all seriousness, didn't know that you know this was possible in this kind of like quote unquote real time. Because I, I know, I know, you have to do long dwell at night, right? Long mm -hmm. exposure. Right to get oh, yeah. anything that that looks halfway decent. Um, so but. I've got. I'm going to stop sharing this. I've got something else I'll share here real quick. Uh, it's an image I took last night. Yeah, I mean, so this is what the the M51 uh, twin galaxies here looks like with these. You know, that's kind of baked into Stellarium, but you got very very close to that in just a matter of minutes, and I think that's yeah. Uh, that, I'm super jealous. That's a nice toy. And what I was, what I was, uh, last night I set up my telescope actually on the porch. I where I moved it to tonight, I is where I usually have it. But last night I was like, I'm just going to do a few quick things. Well, I left it up all night, and this morning I woke up, and at that time, uh, which was about uh, 3:30 in the morning, um, the. Uh, Horsehead Nebula and the Orion Nebula were just coming up. Nice. Well, on my porch where I have the scope set, they, that was actually behind the tree, so I couldn't take that shot. Oh, bummer. So, you know, tonight I actually moved it down there, and I'll probably leave it out all night. But here I'm going to bring up a shot I took last night that I left go. I left it um, running for... Uh, 65 minutes and actually if you want to pull this up on stellarium real quick first john yeah it's the triangulum galaxy the triangle. so everybody can kind of, yep okay m33 yes okay Ooh, sure i got that yeah Yep, that's it. That's the one. It, it is that big. And it's big. It's a big galaxy. The biggest one that we see in our night sky, I also have another picture of, and that is Andromeda. But, we're, you know, it's not... A, Andromeda is nice because you can see it, but you can almost naked eye that one, by the way. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so, you know, because Andromeda is also our closest galaxy. But Correct. Mm -hmm. Closest neighbor, I should say. So now, let's see. We're going to start sharing... So you, uh, so you took a picture of that, M33 then. Yep. Nice. And yeah, just do entire screen here. Oh, good lord, why is it? Oh, there we go. Okay, so now pull that image up. There it is. And they don't all come with this um, circle around. I mean, every one of them will, but I get two shots. now. And the old, uh, um, the old app, version one you had to choose whether you wanted the circle around it or you didn't um the ones i'm sharing i did it so it would have the names and information on it so this is you know the tri m33 triangulum this was 65 minutes i actually started it uh, whoa yeah because i actually over I an hour a couple exposure. times y yes okay yeah so now right. M, uh, let's see, where is, did I keep any of those? Actually, I think, I mean, that, well, geez, this that's one as, that's is, as good as you'll get here. What, uh, what's, yeah. what's the next one? M63? This is the, this is the, yep, the Sunflower Galaxy. 
Let's look at some sunflowers here. Yeah. One over there. This one's only a nine minute. All right, let me switch over to you. We're looking at that. Holy smokes. Uh, only after nine minutes, you got that kind of clarity. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And this one is one I really like. It's actually up closer to uh, the Whirlpool also in the same part of the sky. This is not one of my better shots, but this one is hard. You actually, I mean, I actually have to do a lot of enhance enhancements on what I'm telling it to do. So, you know, the bright and, you know. So that's, so that's M101, the pinwheel galaxy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. again, that was 17 minutes exposure on yours. And then here mm -hmm. again, to compare, here's what you get right out of Stellarium of that same constellation. So again, Stellarium has all this, it's open source, it's pulling from all these different images of different galaxies. Um, but in 17 minutes, yep. you, you get, it's like almost identical yeah. resolution um, right in your backyard. Mm -hmm. I, it's, that just blows my mind. That's awesome. And then there's, you know, I mean, and you can, and some of these you can see, you know, with the, I mean, with a good, just a regular uh, telescope, you can actually see these things, you know. That's the, it's just a matter of, you know, looking at the dumbbell nebula. Yep. This one's just one of the quick shots of it. Let me see. I, I've got a one, one that's a little longer. So, is it this so, one that's longer? Yeah. M27 there. Oh, that's another. You actually have a better picture than Stellarium. Stellarium's got a pretty, pretty crappy low-res version. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, 21 minutes was, you know, the one that, you know, I just had up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, um, and that's, you know, at the, you know, one guy actually said to me, he says, you know, start doing it at least 15 minutes. Okay. He said, and, you know, he says, what's funny, though, is you, you know, to get better, though, you actually have to, like, it's a jump from 15 minutes to four hours. Oh, okay. You know, to get that much better, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, uh, let's see, our Whirlpool is actually not really doing much enhancement here now, so, uh, but we can, you know, I mean, I can, so, yeah, it, oh. I mean, it's, so it, it's easy to say that you're, mm -hmm. you're satisfied with, <laughs> with the performance of this. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, it, yeah. And one thing that, again, that I know about you that most, most probably listeners do not, you are a member of like your local amateur astronomers club, right? Yes. The Chagrin Valley Astronomical Society. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And you know, what, what's really cool about Unistellar, by the way, in all of this, um, there's actually, you know what, I'm going to share this too real quick, but there's a part of the app for scientific observations. Okay. And did I share that? Yeah, not yet. No. Let's grab it. Wait a minute, what's going on there? Oh, it's sharing the whole screen. That's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So what would I just you couldn't, do? It didn't, it didn't pop up. You know, it's okay. okay. It just didn't pop up and ask me to do that. That's okay. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can see that, it should be showing. Let me close that thing in the background there. Yeah. Uh, there we go. So you should be seeing, yeah. So you should be seeing that it says scientific observations. Now, what that is, is, you know, we can actually, you know, I, I've actually signed up. I am a missions member, so I can start observing asteroid occultations, which is an asteroid passing in front of a star. Oh, that that you know that's what an, an occultation is. Any object passing in front of a star because it's occulting it. <laughs> Occult um, means hidden. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're now uh, talking occult things on. on yeah. The oh yeah. And <gasps> yes. And, and I can actually do uh, ex exoplanet transits, which means, you know, uh, we're not talking about planets in our solar system. We're talking about planets in other solar systems. If, you know, you've observed the star long enough, it's very possible to see a transit. Wow. Um, I can also do, the, you know, get involved in the planetary defense for the, uh, which is the um, near Earth, ob you know, near Earth objects you know which is again an asteroid passing between the moon and 
the planet Earth itself, you know, or closer. <laughs> nice. And, you know, commentary, comment, commentary activity. Commentary. So, yeah. Oops, skip that. I didn't want to go to that. There we go. So what's been um, uh, what's been your favorite feature of of this telescope and set of apps? Um, is just the very fact that I can walk out to my yard, set it up, point to a certain part in the sky, go into it, and tell it to. Um, uh, it's it, basically I have to tell it learn this spot. I mean, it's getting GPS, so it knows that, but it oh, okay. needs to mm -hmm. identify that part in the sky. Once it does that, then I can come into the catalog and tell it to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean that and, makes it super I mean, easy because anyone who's tried to do it, you know, with with cheaper telescopes, yeah, it, it's orientation it, is. What it's they call really it, yeah. hard to get the orientation straight and. Lock oh yeah, because uh, any regular, you know, a lot of the regular telescopes when you go to do that. Uh, you have to take, you know, even, you know, even the one I have out, you know, out there, not the one I'm using, the one I have out in the uh, barn that actually has a really good mount that mm -hmm. I can hook my computer to. I actually have to uh, point it at anything. Uh, the guys always tell me anything other than Polaris, but it's, <laughs> it's two, it's actually two or three stars. So it triangulates its position because it's not getting GPS coordinates, you know, um, to do it. But even, but some of the newer, um, uh, computerized mounts will do that too, you know. So, um, let's share all that stuff there. Yeah. Polaris is pretty easy to find. Mm hmm. But Especially. because it's the North Star, it's if you use it as one of your triangulations, it will throw some things off because oh, of gotcha. its, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually better to choose stuff like, uh, uh, Boo, which is in Boots, and um, Arcturus, mm -hmm. nice, know, um, and a couple, you know, and a, and a few others. You know, it, it's usually your, you know, like two or three of the brightest stars in the sky because you know because you have to pretty much naked eye move those. You know, you, okay. you know, tell the computer to, you know, you tell your scope to move mm -hmm. there. You know, manually, you're like using the controller and going, hey, move over. Mm -hmm. And then you're using the guide scope to look up and go, okay, it's in there. Okay, look down in the IP. Okay, it's in there and centered. Okay, now lock in on that one. Okay, mm -hmm. now go here. <laughs> okay, now we got the three. Are we done? You know. Mm -hmm. So what so. what what advice would you give to Brother Mason or not not a Mason Ray who's just mm -hmm. interested yeah. in kind of like dipping their toes in the water of this like amateur astronomy because again in i mean just live while here on the show you know you were able to put a really clear picture in in a couple of minutes of of a twin galaxy so, it just yeah yeah like what, so how would we, how would, how would the, one get started the, the, what would the, they want to do yeah the, the the honest answer is go to mikey's house if, if you're yeah find yeah, a friend with an expensive one. telescope well, there's a couple of really there's a couple of really good answers with that actually if you have a local astronomy club go join them they're usually pretty cheap you know and i don't mean you know they're in you know totally inexpensive but mm -hmm. they usually are and they usually have telescopes that they let you use plus the members you know they have star parties and they <laughs> will let you look into the sky star party well, you know, yeah that, that sounds and it's fun. you know Sounds yeah, awesome. oh, they are. It's, you know, the best one, and I Paris still have Hilton. yet to get there, is yeah. in, uh, I think it's Cherry Hill, Pennsylvania. It's a, um, it's one of the darkest sky areas in the eastern United States. Really? Yeah. Cherry Hill? It's actually, it, it, yeah, I think it's Cherry Hill. It's Cherry something, and it's in uh, mid to north, mid northern PA. It's a big park over there listed as a dark skies wow and um now near me though which is i mean i happen to be lucky in this <laughs> first off i have a club called um chagrin valley astronomical society and they own their own observatories at indian hill wow which is in huntsburg ohio which is 10 15 minutes away from my house 
Now, what's even cooler though is right up the street, less than a mile, is Observatory Park, which is part of the Geauga County Park System in Montville, Ohio. It is a, a that park was actually visited by the Dark Skies Authority, I think they're called, I don't remember the name, but it, they, they actually have silver certification dark sky area. And what does that mean? And, and that there is, well, that's one, again, one of the darkest areas east of the Mississippi. Because I will tell you, gold and platinum level are west of the Mississippi. There's nothing gold and platinum dark skies this side. You really got to get away from, from the east coast, huh? That's right. And really, mm. where you're going west is Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, you know. Wide open space. Into the desert. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There's no water. Those are the areas. Yeah, you don't need water for this, you know. <laughs> well, they don't have clouds. Well, I mean, there's no clouds there, right? You go to Arizona, if you're not in the mountains, there's right. not a single cloud in the sky. So um, usually makes yeah, for good. Yeah, and there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's really nice about that is, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen them where they have those pictures. If you look up in the sky, you can actually see the Milky, the edge of the Milky Way, you know, naked. Like eye, if yeah, you look yeah. out in your own night sky, naked eye, naked you're not going to see that because you got too much light, you know. Right. Now, for you guys, though, actually, you're pretty close to an area that would you'd be able to do that. It's in West Virginia and it's up there and in, up into the mountains. But, yeah. It gets, it gets pretty good and dark up yeah. in them. Yeah, well, it's in, you know, I just, I have, you know, I have some friends that live down there that have told me that they see it, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. I haven't actually been there, so I can't say, oh, yeah, it's great. You can see it. No. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, anyway, back to what I would suggest is first off, you know, join one of those clubs so you can get your, because I mean, first off, you run out and buy an expensive telescope. And, and I know this happens because this is this is how I got mine. <laughs> uh, people run out and buy these things, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do. It's not, you know, I told you, so you got to triangulate. And every time, and, and you get some of these, you know, there's a, you get a 10-inch uh, Schmidt-Cassegrain telescope, which it's a, it, it's, you know, there's a short tube, you know, actually I'm too close to that. It's short tube, you know. Uh, but they're 75 pounds. Yeah. You know, so you got to carry that to wherever you're oh, setting yeah, it up. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, and that's not and that's not the tripod. That's just oh, the scope. Oh, that's just the tube, yeah. Joe, yeah. You, you've had a problem so, with the short tube. Well, you know, I would I would recommend <laughs> that uh, you're a Weisenheimer, number one. And number two, why don't you get the new people in the club to carry all the heavy crap? And there you the, go. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know that's like part of yeah. your initiation. Right? You carry right. Oh, and that happens there. But where I was going, those I've you know I've run into this where people actually go out and they buy these you know computer uh, telescopes. You know they get the software, they get it set up, and they're out there. And you know it's an hour before you're ready to go. So I mean you know now mine you know is yeah. fast because of the way it's designed. Yeah, but the other ones, you know, you, you're you're really focused on trying to make it work. So it, people get bored easily on this stuff. So if you know if you're serious, you'll have you'll have gotten get there. It's kind of like in masonry, you know how we tell everybody, you know, uh, it's a journey, not a sprint. You know, or you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know get marathon, out of it what you put sprint, into yeah. it. That's it, all of that. It really is. <laughs> Uh, I think I just killed Joe with that comment. Yeah, I know. I just stroke out, out hard. <laughs> but the point I'm making, though, is you know, you know, your own amateur astronomy is that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, even with mine, you know, I haven't been out a lot with it. You know, I mean, my wife's had it out a few times that you know because I was like, well, I'll set it up for you, and you're, you're on your own. You know, because mm-hmm. I was bored that night and didn't want to do it. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, so, you know, that's where I'm going is be prepared that, you know, to start with, look into it, have other people do the work for you, have them find the stars. Now, however, you know, if you've got a kid, you want to help them and you want to show this stuff, you want them to learn, you can do it sort of the way I did. And I'll I'll start this. I started off binoculars. Really? 
regular Play field binoculars. Hmm. I you can see you can see Saturn and Jupiter and True. you know you can see all of that. And was, with was Jupiter, it, was you it can Newton? see five of the moons. It was it Newton that like could see the the, the ears or the, the handles or was it Galileo? Galileo discovered right. the the five the five moons, five of the moons of Jupiter, and they're the Galilean moons. Um, and you know, and when I was a kid, I mean, I got you know, this is uh, let me. I've got some photos here. I'm going to share here a second. Just pull them up because I took these because I was like, oh yeah, I pulled out my note. I finally I found my folder from when I was a kid, and in my folder. I had a book on building your own telescope, which that's an option, by the way, even today, to Holy even smokes. read this book and build a telescope. Um, this yes. is an Astronomy and You comic book that tells you about stuff. This, Discover the Stars, tells you how to use telescopes, how to do, how to actually follow the constellations. This is, this, uh, uh, the white image there is actually from Chagrin Valley Astron Astronomical Society. When I was 11 years old, they gave me that because um, I visited one of their meetings. And then, but here's this is question, the thing that actually got me. Yeah, go ahead. While you're putting pictures up, you mentioned the binoculars, man. Um, mm -hmm. In a place like like Northern Virginia, where there's crap tons of light pollution, you can still use binoculars. You can. I mean, it, it's going to be a little tougher, but you know, I mean. You'll be able to see the planets aren't that hard. It's the it's the deeper sky objects you're going to have dip more yeah, difficulty because true. of the brights, you know. So now, and and I haven't tested this myself right now, so I'm not going to say take your binoculars out and go look for M51. But I will say this: any M cataloged uh, object should be pretty good for even binoculars. And there's a lot of star clusters in that, a lot of nebulas, and I'll tell you why. Those were all discovered by uh, Charles Messier, and his actual name for his catalog, which we now just call, you know, Messier, uh, okay. M, you know, whatever. That's the M word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were all. The, his thing was um, objects not that are not comets. Okay. He was a contemporary of Halley, okay. and he wanted to find he wanted to find a comet to be just as famous. So he didn't care that he found galaxy after galaxy after galaxy and nebulas, and he was just he was looking at <laughs> no those. No one else can see them. You're you're cool yeah. if you get if you get named after a comet or a comet gets named after right. you. There, there you go. Yeah. So anyway, though. Uh, <laughs> This uh, photo here is of my first star chart, which was in National Geographic World Magazine. See, that's where in I started. 1979. I, I had something not unlike this, except it was a uh, like a cardboard wheel that you could turn, and mm -hmm. it had a cutout about the shape of that circle, and it would you could spin the wheel, and it would show you. It would rotate the constellations through that, that wheel. And then you could just hold up to the night sky and say, okay, yeah, I see the three stars of Orion's belt. Okay, now I'm oriented. I know where that is now. Yep. And then I can now find everything else around that. And I think yeah. that's a good start. I mean, again, that's a really good way, easy way yeah. to and say. That's, and that's what I did, you know. Yeah. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you, I actually had uh, one night while I was out there using my binoculars, I made this incredible discovery of these seven stars in a tight cluster in the sky. And I was like, oh, my God, I found something. I found something. I really found it because it's not on my map, mind you. It was Pleiades, by the way. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I didn't discover it, you know. Um, the Seven yeah. Sisters. But then this was next from next, you know, National Geographic mm -hmm. as well. And then, and this was actually on the back side of that picture. I was like, oh, I got to put that up there, you know. Um, so what I'm hearing is like, this is, use what you yeah. have, right? Find, find yes. good, cheap, free resources. Yeah. Get out there. Like, you don't need a $4,000 telescope. You can just no. go out in the backyard, nice a, pair of field binoculars, 
start finding finding orient orient yourself right to what the common right. constellations are find where the north star is find yeah. some of your major constellations orion the big dipper right those kind of things that yeah. can get you like just locked in and then yeah then explore and, and and all you know any of our phones there's uh you know if you have a if you have a smartphone you have access to some free apps True. there's um there's starwalk starwalk 2 uh sky live there's mm -hmm. uh this even one stellarium is, there's one stellarium on. has an app yeah too. stellarium yeah, is on there i like it because it's yeah. open source you know it's it's just free yes. available Always i'm glad you said apps because i was actually going to chime in because i i am nowhere near i Mike, I was telling the guys this before the show, and sorry for being late again. Um, again, but uh, I was actually yeah, mentioning okay. to I get a demerit that <laughs> once you started. Shut up, Amy. Amazing Ten points from <sighs> Slytherin. Oh, so once uh, once You're you started totally posting all those pictures, awesome pictures. Shut up, Roark. So once <laughs> we started. I think Jeff is a Hufflepuff. I got. I, yeah, I am. I'm very aloof and, and free thinking. Um, I went out and bought a telescope. I think I actually badger, 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 badger. Right? Um, I think yeah, we you did. You asked me about yes, uh, yeah. and got me super jazzed about getting into astronomy again. I had last time I had done it was when I was a kid with my dad, but we took it out to the beach. Super dark, no light pollution after ten o'clock. Yeah, um, and you brought up um, John. You brought up. Uh, I found an app. It was free. It's called um, Sky Guide. Yes. And it shows mm -hmm. all the constellations. Are, it is, And it is dead on point. Like if I had Sky Guide, and I had like a $150 telescope, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, refractor telescope, nothing nothing too crazy. But yeah, without all that light pollution of being in the suburbs, you know what I mean? We were out by the beach. It was pitch black. All the lights went out at 10, 11 o'clock. We yeah. can see everything, man. It wow. was so easy to find stuff, and you know, again, nothing at the level that you know you're putting up like, like pictures of God, man. You know, it's like boom, creation. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I don't get those, but um, but yeah, it was absolutely fun to see, and we would be out there for two, three hours just catching yeah. as much as we could. You know, so yeah, there's also an app, uh, you know, that for you guys you should look at. There's, it's I think it's called Dark Sky. Let me find this real quick because I it have sounds yeah, Dark Sky. Yeah. There is an app called Dark Sky, and it shows, uh, you know, just like you're looking at a weather map. It's the greens, the, you know, the oranges and all the oh, okay. yellows and all that. Uh, I would share it, but I actually killed the Zoom meeting. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but in any case, um, they... Uh, uh, it, it, it'll show you, you know, what the levels of light pollution and you can actually find yourself going, oh, that's only right around the corner from me. I'll go up there, you know, to that park. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, and set up. I mean, you know, if some if they're, you know, obviously you have to know if your parks will let you and so forth, you know. Um, but you know, plenty of them do. And like I said, reach out, find, you know, find an astronomy club. You don't actually have to join them, but if you pay attention to them. They have star parties, and you'll go, and they'll. Some of their people will bring in these awesome telescopes. You know, we had a guy who used to come to one of ours, which we now have. He actually passed away and donated his uh, telescope. It was an 18-inch Dobsonian telescope. Wow! You know, now a Dobsonian mm -hmm. is a reflecting Newton-type telescope, but it sits on a. You know, it sits right on the ground. You know, it's not a. Okay. You know, it's not on a tripod and all that. It's actually in a box that, you know, hmm. but it's, yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Well, I think just to, yeah. to kind of bring things back to masonry for a second, right? Right. We as masons, mm -hmm. we appreciate right. astronomy as, uh, you know, one of the um, seven liberal arts and sciences. And, uh, you know, f if you are doing a presentation uh, for anything that's based on astronomy, like I can't, you know, talk about Stellarium enough because yeah. it's free it's open source it's got a really good uh, database um it's it's accessible and again even when i was starting to play with it for masonic lodge presentations no kidding they didn't even have oh, the yeah. web version right so as long as you can get a good enough signal you can start you know going through you can talk about pleiades and the seven sisters you can talk about um you know some of the other um uh zod zodiacal and um other sorts of influences to you know what we're taught oh, to to uh 
you know, to study as Masons. So that's certainly yeah, something that you should throw it right. Yeah, throw it right into your your lodge presentations for sure. The Royal Arch the of Heaven, centaurs, <laughs> bingo. All right, that's great yeah. stuff. Hey, Hammy, this has been fantastic. Glad having you on here. Uh, we're going to start wrapping up, and I'm going to start with you to give your your final thoughts on uh, astronomy and anything else that uh, that you want to talk about on the way out. Yeah. So over to you, Hammy. <laughs> so you know, um, you know, astronomy is it's a great hobby, but it you know it does take work. Even even what I'm doing, you know, um, I, I'm going to tell you this about that scope real quick, just to throw it out there too. You actually have to focus that scope. You actually have to collimate it, which means align your mirror with the camera. You know, there's and there's tricks and everything they teach you. I mean, it's all in all the instructions on setting it up. But if you don't, you'll end up with these little triangle stars or oh, right. mm -hmm. out of focus. And and actually, if you if you guys had taken a little closer look at those pictures, the stars are a little bit triangular. I need a little bit do a little bit better on those. Uh, collimation, but I people don't even, you know, yeah, most people don't, but if I share those up on uh, the Unistellar groups on Facebook, oh, oh yeah, I get the, <laughs> <laughs> you need to collimate, you need to focus better. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's true, you know, I mean, it's true, I do need to, you know, I need to spend a little more time setting it up, you know, and, and that's, I mean, it's important in all of that, you know, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, everybody who's got any hobby will tell you there's no hobby that isn't work. Yes. It, or another way that uh, my, my parents said is, uh, you know, you can, you can do a hobby cheaply or you can do it very expensively, right? You can, you can throw a yes. lot of money into a, into a hobby. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and thank you for sharing, you know, your, your expensive hobby with us. Cause, uh, man, uh, I just, uh, I'm jealous uh, and <laughs> I can't wait to the time we get back together and, and really just nerd out yeah. over, over your, your fun toy. Cause, uh, yeah, oh, we, yeah. we are, we are small what, insignificant pieces of the universe. What is it? 2024. You guys need to be up here, right? We do. Yeah. We do really do. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank yeah. you, Hammy. Um, it's been awesome. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming yeah. back on. Thank you. Thank you let's for head, having me on. Let's head over to Joe. Hey, Joe. Welcome. Yeah, not much to say. Sorry I was late again. Um, I know I'm going to get yelled at at the next big boy meeting, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but, Amy, missed you. Um, so glad you came on the show. Um, and I really wish – I got to listen to everything, which was awesome. I wish I got to uh, participate a little bit more because I could, I could pick your brain about astronomy uh, all night long. So thank you for reinvigorating my love for looking at the stars. Um, in fact, I just literally gave a presentation on – on the quadrivium and astronomy this afternoon. Um, so super relevant things, um, looking up at the night sky. Um, and unlike John, who thinks we're small and insignificant, I think we're beautiful and unique. So, um, yeah, John. Uh, so that's all I got. Um, yeah, I, well, we'll talk later. <laughs> all right. So good to see y'all. I'll be on the show next week. Pinky promise. And uh, it'll be dope. Please. Awesome. All right, Jason. How are you? I'm good. Great. So, uh, Mike, first and foremost, I want to say thanks so much for, for coming on. Um, really appreciate uh, how dedicated you are to astronomy and, and how fascinated you are with with that particular piece of science. I, I always learn so much whenever I talk to you about astronomy. It's just really, like, really cool. And so I, I greatly appreciate you being willing to, to come back on the show and, and share a little bit more about your passion with us. So that's awesome. Love you and looking forward to, to having you back on at some point. It's no history, but it'll do. Oh. Oh. I know. Jason was was struggling with this one because uh, he's he wasn't nerding out as much as I was. I I was just loving all all the things. What are you talking about? I was fully totally engaged. I was I was nerding out way more than you were. I'll I'll be proud to admit that. So, uh, Hammy, giggity. giggity giggity, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, loved you sharing. I love just the the live demonstration. That was fantastic. Just to see, I, I didn't realize it could do that kind of that kind of real-time kind of observing of the night sky 
um, that easily. Again, uh, you know, you, you spent some time hyping it up. We know that obviously <clears throat> that telescope is not a sponsor of the show, but it's like, holy smokes. Like, I didn't realize um, the thought and the, the user interface to put into that to make make it accessible, right? Um, that it, it gets a lot of the, the friction out of the way uh, of, of a, someone starting out with, with their... Mm-hmm their experience trying to look at the night sky. So thank you again for sharing that. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's that's what we're here to do. As Masons, we're here to to study the stars. We're, we're here to um, find our place in the universe and really just take that, take those lessons and improve ourselves in Mason. And so with that, you know, thank you very much, Hammy, for coming on. Thank you all very much for watching. And keep searching for more light. Have a good night. Wow.